हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा We welcome everybody to the Srimad Bhagavatam discourse at Sri Sri Radha Kalachanji Dam in Dallas, Texas, United States of America. We thank everyone for coming in to be with us, either electronically or in person. We realize that many of you cannot make it here to the temple in the early morning hours. So it's pleasing to know that you're hearing some philosophical discourse on the Srimad Bhagavatam, the spotless Purana. I am Rupanuga Das, and I'll be speaking with you this morning for a little bit, and we'll be addressing the text number 38 and 39, two texts this morning, in the first canto, seventh chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Before we begin, the invocation to the Supreme Lord. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Go Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari I'm sorry, but the song has just left my mind. Gopijanavallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopijanavallabha Girivaradhari Jashuranandana Brajajanaranjana Yashuranandana Brajajana Ranjana Jamunatira Vandachari Jamunatira Vandachari Jamunatira Vandachari Jamunatira Vannachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gaur Premananda Hari Hari Bhoom Jayom Vishnupada Padamahangsa Padibhajaka Charja Hasto Tadasita Shri Srimadu's Divine Loving Grace Abhaya Chanalavinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Jayom Vishnupada Padamahangsa Padibhajaka Charja Hasto Tadasita Shri Srimadu's Divine Grace Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Goswami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Anlanta Kuti Vaishnavindaki Jai, Iskan BBT Foundra Charja Srila Prabhupada Gijai, 
Iskan Guru Parampara ki jai, Sri Rupsi Sanatan Bhattaraganat, Sri Jeeva Gopal Bhattadasaraganat, Sadgo Sami Prabhu ki jai, Namacharja Srila Haridas Thakur ki jai, Premzekaho Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda, Sri Advaita Garadha Sri Vasadi Gaura Bhaktarinda ki jai, Shishi Radha Krishna Gopa Gopinath Shyamakun Radakun Girigovadan Kijai Sri Vandavan Dham Kijai Sri Maturadam Kijai Sri Mayabhunabhadweet Dham Kijai Sri Jagannath Puridam Kijai Shishi Radha Kalachanji Dham Kijai Ganga Devi Kijai Jamunamai Kijai Tulsi Devi Kijai Bhakti Devi Kijai Samaveda Bhakti Vrinda Kijai Brihatan Madanga, Transcendental Book and Prashadam Distribution Ki Jai, Nittai Gaur Premananda, Hari Hari Bo, all glories to the assembled devotees, Hari Krishna, all glories to the assembled devotees, Hari Krishna, all glories to the assembled devotees, Hari Krishna, all glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. Namon Vishnavadaya Krishna Pastaya Bhutale Shimati Bhakti Vedanta Swamaniti Namane Namaste Saraswati Deve Gaudabani Pacharine Nivashesha Shunivari Pashatade Shatarine Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaivanarutamam Devim Sadaswatim Yasun Tadu Jayam Udirayat Nasta Praeshva Badreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavat Yuttama Shloke Bhakti Bhavari Naistaki Shantarasimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Once again, our text for this morning come from Canto 1, Chapter 7, and the texts are number 38 and 39. And we'll begin by reciting the first text, number 38. Pratishrutam panchalai panchalyai srinvato mama ahireshye sirastasya Yaste mani niputraha Pratishrutam chabavata Panchalyaye shrinbato mama Aharishye sirastasya Yaste mani niputraha Translations word for word Pratishrutam, it is promised Cha and Bhavata by you, Panchalyai, unto the daughter of King Panchala, Panchala, Draupadi, unto the daughter of the King of Panchala, Draupadi, Srinvata, which was heard, Mama, by me personally, Ahireshye, Aharishye, must I bring, Sira, the head, tasya, of him, ya, whom, te, your, manini, consider, putraha, 
the killer of your sons. And translation, and no purport in this text by Srila Prabhupada. Translation, though, by Srila Prabhupada. Furthermore, I have personally heard you promise Draupadi that you would bring forth the head of the killer of her sons. This is Lord Krishna talking to Sri Arjuna on the uh, on the battlefield after the battle of Kurukshetra has taken place, and Ashvatthama, the son of Dronacharya, has killed in their sleep the five sons of Queen Draupadi. Text number thirty-nine. Tad aso vadyatam papa atatayatma banduha. Hartuscha vipriyam vira kritavan kula pangsana tad aso vadyatam papa atatayatma banduha bhartuscha vipriyam vira kritavan kula pangsana translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. But first of all, we will do the word-for-word translations. Tat, therefore, aso, this man, vadyatam, will be killed. Papa, the sinner, atatai, assaulter, atma, on, banduha, killer of sons, bhartu, of the Master, Cha also, Vipriyam, having not satisfied, Vira, O warrior, Kritavan, one who has done, one who has done it, Kula Pamsana, the burnt remnants of the family. And purport by this man is an assassin and murderer of your own family members. Once again, Krishna talking to Arjuna. Not only that, but he has also dissatisfied his master, who was uh, Duryodhan. He is but the burnt remnants of his family. Kill him immediately. Powerful words coming from the Supreme Lord. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The son of Dronacharya is condemned here as the burnt remnants of his family. The good name of Dronacharya was very much respected. Although he joined the enemy camp, the Pandavas held him always in respect. And Arjuna saluted him before beginning the fight. Even though he was on the opposing side, Arjuna saluted him. There was nothing wrong in that way. But the son of Dronacharya degraded himself by committing acts which are never done by the Dwijas, or the twice-born higher castes. Ashwatthama, the son of Dronacharya, committed murder by killing the five sleeping sons of Draupadi, by which he dissatisfied his master Duryodhana, who never approved of the heinous act of killing the five sleeping sons of the Pandavas. This means that Ashwatthama became an assaulter of Arjuna's own family members. And thus, he was liable to be punished by him, Arjuna. In the Shastras, he who attacks without notice or kills from behind 
or sets fire to another's house, or kidnaps one wife, is condemned to death. Krishna reminded Arjuna of these facts, so that he might take notice of them and do the needful. Om Jnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manovishtam Stavitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupakada Maya Dharati Swavarantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Dutta Padakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Savadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahidam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamscha He Krishna Karanasando Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesa Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptagan Jana Gorangi, Radhe Brindavaneshwari, Vishabanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye, Vanchakal Patarubis Chagripas and Vyavacha, Patitanam Bhavanebio, Vaishnavabio Namo Nama, Jayasi Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunetananda, Shi Advaita Gadatha, Shiva Sadigor Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Nama Um Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Pristaya Bhutale, Srimate, Tamal Krishna, Gosamaniti Namane, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Iskan Guru Parampara Ki Jai. So in this text today, in these two texts today, Arjuna has captured and brought back Ashvatthama, who was the killer of the five sons of Queen Draupadi. And Krishna is his chariot driver. And he helped Arjuna in all respects because when Ashvatthama saw that Arjuna was coming toward him to capture him or to kill him, he released the weapon that had been given to him by his father, Dronacharya, uh, which was the, uh, uh, the uh, Brahm, Brahm, Brahma, what is it called? Brahmastra. Yes, thank you. The Brahmastra weapon. Uh, but, our, but he was not taught by his father how to retract the weapon. So it was, uh, it was dangerously heating up the entire universe. And so Krishna instructed Arjuna, release your own Brahmastra and, and there, and then retract both weapons. So Arjuna was able to do that and to avoid his own death as well as probably the burning up of some of the planets within the universe. So Dronacharya, uh, uh not, not Dronacharya, but his son Ashvatthama has brought uh, disrepute on the family, ill repute. He's not been a good representative of his family line. And uh, in today's age of Kali, that's not really unusual that a young man or a young woman would bring disrepute on the family. 
But at this time, uh, at the time of the this uh, incident occurring, uh, it was it was considered an irreligious act of Ashwatthama to perform to kill in their sleep the sons of the of Queen Draupadi. Of course, those sons were each the son of the five Pandavas, and uh, Arjun's son was one of them. And so. Um, we, we see Krishna reminding Arjuna of what his duty is because he was reluctant, it is said, to kill the sons of, uh, sorry, to kill the son of Dronacharya. Uh, Dronacharya was the military Acharya of the Pandavas and the Kaurava family, the two uh, forces who are appearing on the battlefield, who have appeared and who have practically slaughtered each other. So, um, uh, it was only after the battle had occurred that, uh, this killing of the, of the five Pandava sons was committed by Ashwatthama. And when he decapitated them and carried their heads back to where Duryodhan was, was trying to, he was trying, he was about to give up his body, writhing in pain, from the from the blow of the club of Bhimasen, when uh, when Ashwatthama brought the heads back and and um, Duryodhan felt of the heads, he could tell by the feel of the heads that these were not the Pandavas as Ashwatthama was claiming, but they were the sons of Ashwatthama, and he very much disliked that fact. Well, in a similar way. Arjuna has brought Ashwatthama bound back like an elephant, like an animal, uh, and and uh, and Krishna was is standing there telling him, "Kill him immediately." That was the, in this text number thirty-nine. In other words, he has committed so many heinous deeds, and we we think, well, how could how could Krishna be so cruel? But he knew that unless. Uh, uh, Arjuna killed Ashwatthama, that uh, Ashwatthama would have to suffer pitiably in his next lifetime. And so it's really... One, I've just been garlanded. So it, uh, we, we see that uh, Arjuna was, he, he was, had a certain amount of softness in his heart toward Ashwatthama. Actually, Ashwatthama was like one of his Playmates, uh, as the son of Dronacharya. Dronacharya had taught uh, Arjuna and his four brothers, he had taught all the Karvas about the use of military weapons and how to fight. So Arjuna felt a lot of sentiment toward Ashwatthama because he was the son of Dronacharya. But it wasn't his decision that uh, eventually decided the fate of Ashwatthama. It was that of Queen Draupadi. And being a godly woman, and how do we know that she's godly? Because she was born from a sacrificial fire at the same time as her, her so-called twin brother, Drista Dumna, um, and to King Drupad. And she was dark in complexion, like Krishna. She had the same kind of complexion that Krishna had, a, a very deep bluish-black, beautiful, beautiful woman. 
and not only that, but she was always thinking about Krishna in her heart. So sometimes she is known as Krishna, uh, but we also know her as Draupadi. And it was it was she then who uh, saved Ashwatthama from being killed immediately, as Krishna was encouraging Arjuna to do. Of course, Krishna was also testing Arjuna's religiosity. It is said. Uh, so uh, maybe maybe Krishna did not necessarily want to kill Ashwatthama, but he was testing Arjuna to see how religiously fixed up he was. So and so, but anyhow, then Arjuna he uh, uh, gives the decision then to Draupadi, and because Draupadi does not want him killed, the son of the Brahmana, who is said not to be a Brahmana himself, the son is not. Because the son is not acting as a as a dwija, uh, a, a dwija or a twice-born brahmana, he's not acting in that way, and and so he deserves to die. And not only does he deserve to die, but it's in his best interest to be killed by Arjuna. If he's killed by in, by uh, Arjuna in the presence of Krishna, what is his what what is his fate? He goes back to the spiritual world. Just like all the warriors on the battlefield who gave up their body in the presence of Arjuna and Krishna, they went back to the spiritual world. Some who were not ready to go back to the spiritual world, as said, then because they, uh, they fought in the battle, they, they fought the good fight according to what, how they'd been instructed, they went to the heavenly planets. So in all cases, anyone who is, who, who is, who dies because of Krishna's decision, like Krishna's decision that uh, this war would occur, it was he 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 caused everything to happen. Because of that, then there were uh, there was so much benefit that came to all those warriors um, who either went back to the spiritual world because they were eternal associates of Krishna. Anyhow, they came to join Krishna when he made his advent at this time. Uh, but for those who were not, who were still maybe had some materialistic tinge, uh, were not ready to go back to the spiritual world yet, they were given the reward of going to the heavenly planets where they could enjoy life, beautifully, wonderful life, nothing in comparison to what we have in this planet or on this, in this universe. Uh, 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 well, in the, I should say in the other planets of this universe, because the heavenly planets are within this universe. But of course, that's a temporary thing too, to go to the heavenly planets within this universe. And it's not something the devotees of Krishna are really interested in. They're interested in going back to the eternal abode of Krishna Vaikuntha, where there's no more lamentation and there's no more, uh, there's no anxiety. So I'd, I'd like to talk just for a little bit about, uh, protecting, uh, Krishna's protecting the promise of, of his devotee. So we see in this, in this case, that Krishna uh, allowed Arjuna to bring Ashwatthama back to Draupadi. So even though he said he he was he, Krishna tells him, "You promised to bring his head back to Draupadi." Remember that. Uh, whenever whenever Krishna whenever Arjuna first heard about. Uh, the killing of his sons, the five sons of Draupadi, and then he saw uh, Draupadi's lamentation over the death of her sons. 
Uh, that's, this is what he promised, to bring back the head. So in, in actuality, he did bring back the head, but it was still attached to Ashwatthama's body. <laughs> Nonetheless, Krishna is reminding Arjuna of his vow, and even though he didn't, didn't desire to kill Dronacharya, uh, he accepted Draupadi's desire for giving him mercy. And as a result, uh, Ashwatthama was punished in a very severe way. If you remember that uh, Arjuna cut off the his his hair that had a jewel, and there was a jewel in his hair, and it was said that that was there that he kept his power. Ashwatthama kept his power. So he, in other words, he completely disempowered him. And then uh, then he was also sent away, and it was said that he would have to stay on this planet for a very long time wandering from place to place, uh, just kind of like a misfit. And, and he would be plagued by all kinds of physical diseases. And, and so, uh, see, it would have been better if he'd been killed. It would have been better for Ashwatthama had he been killed. Um, and that's true even today, that those persons who are killed because, you know, by the state, who, who are, are uh, 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 executed, uh, then they're, they're, that removes a lot of the reactions that they get from whatever they've done wrong in this lifetime. It, so it is it's stated. There was another instance in which uh, Krishna had to protect Arjuna, uh, had to protect the vow of Arjuna, and that was when uh, 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 Ash, um, uh, not Abhimanyu, that's when Abhimanyu was killed on the battlefield. He was killed unfairly on the battlefield. When he was causing such havoc, the leaders of the Korva forces got together and decided that we have to attack him all at once. And there was something like seven or eight warriors who surrounded uh, Abhimanyu and killed him. And so when, uh, and the person who actually performed the killing was Jayadratta. And so, uh, uh, when Arjuna heard that his son had been killed, of course it broke his heart. And he took another vow that before the sun sets today, I will kill Jayadratta, regardless of who tries to protect him. And of course, whatever is said on the battlefield, it gets it gets transmitted immediately to the other forces, to everyone. Everyone finds out, oh, Arjuna has vowed to kill Jayadratta. And what does he say that he will do? What does Arjuna say that he will do if, he does, if he's not able to kill Jayadratta today? He says, I will, I will give up whatever benefits I have from the life that I've lived, and I will, I will go to hell. I will voluntarily go to hell if I do not kill Jaidrat. So we see that throughout the day, Arjuna was moving his, uh, Krishna was taking his, uh, Arjuna's chariot closer, trying to get closer and closer. But of course the Karvas knew that Arjuna's, what Arjuna's plan was. And so they tried to protect, because if, if, if they protected Jaidrat and he was not killed, then Arjuna was out of the battle. He was gone. And and if the Pandavas did not have Arjuna, they were quite sure, the Kauravas were quite sure, that they would win the battle instead of the Pandavas. So uh, so right at the end of the day, as it was as, as the sun was approaching the horizon, going down, setting, 
uh, Arjuna was was fighting furiously to get to uh, Jayadratha. And all of a sudden, the sun went out of sight. And Arjuna, you know, everybody on the Karva side, there was a big uproar of, of happiness. And uh, Jayadrat jumped up into the air, and just as he jumped up into the air, the sun reappeared. And Krishna said, shoot. And so Arjuna shoot and cut the head of, of Jayadrat off. So by Krishna's mystical potency, he was able to make it appear as though the sun had set when the sun had not set. So here again, Krishna is protecting the vow of Arjuna. This is what Krishna does for his devotee. There's another another time when Krishna had to intervene with Arjuna. That's when after the battle uh, and everybody was leave, living in peacefully, uh, Krishna was living in his kingdom of of, uh, of um, what is it? I'm sorry, say it louder. Yes. Uh, Dwaraka, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, all right, every, everybody notices that I've, this is the second time I've forgotten something today, and, and that's not unusual. That's one of the fates of getting old. So, I- anyhow, they're living in Dwaraka. Arjuna is there in Dwaraka. Ugrasena, the grandfather of, of, uh, of uh, Yudhishthir, I believe grandfather, is, has, has been put in the position of being king of Dwaraka. And, and so, uh, uh, even though Krishna, of course, is the most powerful person of all. But, uh, there, there comes an incident in which, uh, a Brahmana's sons are taken away, uh, mystically taken away. His first son is born. He's mystic, he mystically disappears. His second son, and I think this goes on for, I think there were ten sons of the Brahmana that disappeared. And with the tenth son, Arjuna was present. He was there with his weapons ready to protect because he told the Brahmana, the Brahmana was saying some pretty nasty things about Ugrasena, about, about all the, uh, Chatriyas there. He said, you can't even protect my sons from being taken away. What kind of, kind of kingdom is this? And so, uh, and Arjuna came up and said, I will, I will protect your son. The tenth son was about to be born. I will protect your son. Uh, and if he, if I am, I'm unable to, uh, to recover all of your sons, I will enter fire. In other words, I'll give up my life. And so once again, Krishna realizes that Arjuna has, has really gone out on a limb. He's, he's made a promise that he might or might not be able to keep. So when the tenth, tenth, uh, son came, uh, not only did the sun disappear up into the air, but also Arjuna's weapons disappeared up into the air. And he was completely unable. So uh, he said, uh, but he still, he said, I will find your son. If he's anywhere in the universe, I'll find him. So Arjuna has had the power, and Krishna empowered him, of course, to go anywhere he wanted to in the universe, including to the abode of Yamaraj trying to find these missing sons, the ten sons now of the Brahmana that were taken away somehow by some mystical power. Uh, and nobody knew who it was, except Krishna, of course. So after Arjuna had gone all over the universe, 
and he was unsuccessful in recovering the sons of the Brahmana. He was about to end his life. And, Arj- and Krishna said, no, no, don't do that. Don't, don't take your own life. Come with me. And so uh, he took Arjuna, I think on Krishna's own chariot, and they went all the way to the coverings of this universe. And from there, it was very, very dark. And the horses, Krishna's horses, were afraid to go into the dark. It was so dark. And so Krishna used his Sudarshan Chakra to brighten up, and it was brighter than thousands and thousands of suns. So they penetrated the coverings of this universe and went out into the Brahma Jyoti. That's uh, outside this universe is is filled with the Brahma Jyoti, which is the bodily effulgence of the Supreme Lord. And they went to where Lord Mahavishnu, this is Karunadakashayi Vishnu, was lying on the bed on his serpent bed in Antishesha, and and then they both offer obeisances to Lord Mahavishnu. And and then, as it turns out, Mahavishnu tells them that he wanted to see Krishna so bad that uh, he stole away the sons of the Brahmana, took them away himself, just to force Arjuna and Krishna to come to him. Uh, and some have said, well, you know, he's Mahavishnu, why didn't he just... Uh, why didn't he just come and take the sons himself in this universe? And the reason has been given that even Mahavishnu is not permitted to enter the pastimes of Lord Krishna unless he gets permission. And Lord Mahavishnu is an expansion of Krishna. <laughs> so uh, so then Arjuna was saved once again. His promise to return the sons of the Brahmana was once again uh, uh, saved by Lord Krishna. Um, and then uh, the last the last incident that I wanted to mention today in showing it, an example of how Krishna uh, he he respects his devotees so much that he tries to he will do whatever is necessary to help them keep their vows. Just like at the at the end of, of speaking Bhagavad Gita, Krishna tells Arjuna, "You may declare this boldly." You know, what he has just told Arjuna in the, in the speaking of the Bhagavad Gita, declare this boldly that my, boldly that my, my devotee never perishes. And so the question was raised, of course, why is it that Arjuna is, has to declare it boldly? Isn't Krishna saying it enough? Why does he want his devotee to declare it boldly? And the reason it's been given is that uh, Arjuna is a great devotee of Krishna. And so Krishna is not going to let Arjuna's promise go, uh, go, uh, un, uh, what do we say, um, go unregarded or, in, in other words, it, it, it will not be true. He, he will not allow it to be false when he makes a promise. And so uh, Krishna tells Arjuna, but now why does Krishna tell Arjuna? Because he himself, Krishna himself, sometimes breaks his word. He sometimes breaks his own promise. Just like at the beginning of the battle, before the battle began, uh, Krishna told Arjuna and, and, and uh, uh, Duryodhan, he says, uh, one of you can have my armies and the other can have me, but I will not fight. 
So Duryodhana was very happy to, because Krishna had several Akshini forces, uh, uh, divisions of soldiers. And, and uh, Duryodhana, was, he thought, oh, we got the upper hand now. I think he wound up with something like 11 Akshini divisions. And the Pandavas had only something like seven or eight, I can't remember, nine maybe, seven or eight, I think it was. So they, seven. So it was, it's far fewer. Uh, but, but then, uh, so Krishna had given his word that he would not fight. And yet, Bhishma, Grandfather Bhishma Dave, he took a vow that he was going to make Krishna fight. He was going to, he was going to rail against Arjuna so hard that it was that, that uh, Krishna would have to take up a weapon to protect him. And so we know the story about that. How out on the battlefield the day, and Bhishma Dave has been accused of Duryodhana as being too easy on the Pandavas. He says, you're not really trying, you're not trying to win this war for me, Bhishma, grandfather Bhishma. And so it, it made, it infuriated uh, Bhishma Dave, but it also made him feel, I've got to do something to show him that I'm really doing all that I can. Arjuna is a formidable opponent. And so, uh, so Bhishma says, all right, today, I will force Krishna to protect his devotee, Arjuna, by taking up a weapon. And so at, during, that, during the day, then Bhishma was fighting so furiously that he was overcoming Arjuna in battle. The greatest warrior, the greatest, uh, uh, um, uh, what do we say, um, one who uses a bow, archer, the greatest archer in the world uh, a Bhima, Bhishma is backing him down, and he is—he's just covering, covering him and Krishna with arrows. And so uh, Krishna realizes what's happening, and so he jumps down from the chariot, runs across, starts running toward Bhishma, and he picks up a chariot wheel which has been broken, lying on the field, and he's holding it above his head, uh, just like he would the Sudarshan chakra. And, and, uh, running toward Arjuna. We see pictures like that, some beautiful paintings that have been done by Srila Prabhupada's disciples. Uh, Krishna running toward Arjuna with that chariot will over his head, ready to strike him down. And here's Arjuna jumping down from the chariot himself and running after Krishna, saying, no, wait, wait, you can't do this. You made your promise not to fight. And so he eventually tackles Krishna. Krishna allows himself to be tackled by his devotee. But uh, because of that, then Arjun was saved, and he went on went on to uh, to uh, eventually uh, kill Bhishma Dev in the battle when when Bhishma per- permitted it. Bhishma was one of those persons who who could who could allow himself to be killed. And he did, and there was a, there's a whole story about uh, behind that how Bhishma got to the point of putting down his weapons because of another person who was there in the battlefield, and he said he would because this person was a woman in his previous life, I will not fight with him. So he put his weapons aside, and then Arjuna was able to kill him, or he was able to I should say able to fill his body with arrows. It was up to Bhishma when he would actually leave his body. So we see that uh, in both of these, in in all of these cases, uh, how Krishna uh, is so affectionate and so indebted to his devotees 
that he feels that there's no way that he can repay the devotee, just like the uh, the uh, the gopis uh, who come to Krishna in the middle of the night to be with him. Krishna says, "There's no way, no way I can repay you for what you've done with for your love." So this is this is the kind of person that Krishna is, and most of the world right now is in ignorance. Uh, not realizing that Krishna has a real human-like form. And of all the different forms that he can assume, his original form, as it is said, is that of the two-handed human being. And some some people say, well, this limits the Supreme Lord. How can you limit God like this by imposing a form on him? But we don't impose anything. Krishna has his own form. And that doesn't limit him in the least. He's able to do as much with this form as he is with any of his other forms. As a matter of fact, we see that Krishna has four qualities that even his his dearest, most wonderful expansions, the Vishnu forms, Lord Narayan forms, uh, they don't possess. Uh, so, we, so we see that Krishna is not only is extremely powerful, not only is he the source of, of all the universes in this material world. And he's responsible for all the living entities who come into this material world because he comes with each one of them as super soul within their heart, regardless of what kind of body they have. But when it comes to his dear most devotees, uh, like Arjuna and Bhishma Dev, uh, Krishna is, he just feels that there's no way that he can repay them for the love that they've shown toward him. Same thing with the gopis. There's no way that he can repay them. Same thing with us. If we get to the point that we can love and serve Krishna with as much affection, with as much uh, allegiance to him as, as these other personalities that we're mentioning have, then Krishna will, he, he will do anything for us. He will do anything for his devotees. And we, we see in the case of Srila Prabhupada, Prabhupada faced so many difficulties when he came to this country to begin his international society movement. But still, Krishna was so kind that even though he allowed him to suffer, I, and I would, my guess is that he allowed him to suffer so that the rest of us can see that Prabhupada didn't just drop out of the heavenly world, out of the spiritual sky, and then all of this came to him all of a sudden. No. He had to wait until he became advanced in age, and then and then he had so many difficulties even after he came here. But nonetheless, he had great faith that Krishna would protect him in all circumstances, and that actually happened. And now Prabhupada is glorified all over the universe for what he's accomplished. So Krishna is very, very kind to his devotees. He will protect them, and he will supply them whatever they need uh, to come back to him in the spiritual world. Hare Krishna. Are there any uh, comments or questions that anyone would like to raise before we go? All right. Everyone, uh, thank you once again for coming and being with us this morning, for listening to some philosophy and uh, starting your day off in that way. Uh, helping you to remember the Supreme Lord and His great devotees. 
So we, 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 we're glad that you were able to come and join us. All of you are listening in online by telephone, radio, or internet. And uh, we hope that you've benefited somehow by what we've been talking about here today. Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Shishi Vadha Kalachanji Ki Jai. All glories to the assembled devotees. Vanchakal Patarubhis Cha Kripasandubhi Eva Cha Patitanam Bhavani Bhyo Vaishnava Bhyo Namo Nama Anantakoti Vaishnava Ki Jai. Hare Krishna.